amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is luxury healing, baby. <laughs> luxury healing means that we mind the business that pays. I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and and go to places that make me feel good and and things that resonate. Living is a luxury. When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. When we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? (laughs) When you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. Y'all, I am here for a very quick show for today, November 1st, which is also Dia de los Muertos, which is Day of the Dead. So I wanted to do a quick chat show because I haven't done one in a while. And I think that it's very cute when I see all of you out in your skeleton costumes and, you know, emulating La Katrina, which is somebody very different from Santa Muerte, which is someone very different from the sugar skulls and things like that that you see in Spanish and Mexican culture. Also in Austrian culture, they uh, venerate the dead as well. Um, I want to say that here in America, we are one of the only cultures that actually look at death as an end and um, do not celebrate the death of someone, or I'm sorry, we do not celebrate the life of someone, but rather we mourn for the dead. So in New Orleans, a common practice is you will see the pallbearers dancing and so on and so forth. And so people have to understand that when it's someone's time to go, it's their time to go. And you are extremely selfish, especially in these hospital rooms and in hospice situations, especially with me just having got my certification well, I just picked it up. I've had it since 2019 to be a death doula. And so what that is is just like you have a doula that helps the midwife basically coach 
uh, life into the world. You have people like myself who are um, partial to necromancing and are to transition with a little bit more peace, a little bit more um, dignity, and not all deaths, you know, people die in their sleep. You know, some deaths are violent, some deaths are horrible, some, you know, and, and almost in all the cases that I've ever heard of or I've ever seen, you know, the number one thing people ask is, you know, um, do you think I'm going to heaven? Do you think I'm going to hell? Do you think I lived a good life? And um, we see that often in Egyptian culture with Anubis and Toth and different things. We also see that depicted on in pop culture on American gods where people live their whole life and then towards the end when it's time for them to make the transition, he has the feather and he has the heart. Um, and so a lot of times when you people say things like charge it to my heart, you know, um, or charge it to my head, not my heart, that doesn't really <laughs> translate into any other uh, supernatural thing because you should always be doing things from the heart, from your soul. So today is a day that we would technically celebrate and we have ofrendas which are altars. It's an altar. And so today it's funny because I went looking for pictures because I realized I didn't have, like, any pictures of my mom, like, on hand. Like, obviously they're in my phone, but, like, you know, the tradition states that it needs to be on an altar, on an ofrenda, the actual picture, because if you see, which was depicted beautifully in the movie Coco, um, and it's funny because when you study these different cultures or you grow up in these cultures, there's a certain point in the movie where I'm like, that's not his ancestor. Because if that was his ancestor, he would be protected and he would recognize him through a thousand lifetimes. So there was a timeline that came out that said, basically, you know, you think that you were just born of two of your parents, just those two. And they're your ancestors if they're on the other side, like, like my parents are. Um, my mom having been gone now almost eight years, my father having been gone almost 20 years. And um, it broke it down, and it basically was like you have two sets of grandparents. So basically, each of us have well over 2,400 ancestors, if you go back to almost the beginning of time. And so you may be functioning or living in a certain way that you don't realize that identical to the way that you're living or whatever it is that you choose to practice. They say that whatever you are a professional at, that is what you have been doing many, many lifetimes before. And so I had the wonderful opportunity. I don't know if I spoke to you guys about it last week. These weeks have just been such eye-opening and epiphany-type um, weeks for me because I'm learning a lot about myself, but a lot about regret and a lot about and, – and the funny thing is is I don't have any regrets for things that I said to people. I literally apologized today to somebody because I said, you know what, the relationship is dead. But I do take responsibility for certain things that I've said that it's not even about whether it hurt this person's feelings or whatever. It's just about that's really not what I mean. I said that because I was angry. And really, I don't do things like that because whatever the fuck I say, I stand on it. You will not, very rarely will you catch me saying something. And then I, that's why I don't apologize. I don't apologize and I don't accept your apology because you knew exactly what the fuck you were doing when you did it, trying to be sneaky, trying to be underhanded. You can't be sneaky with witches. You can't be sneaky with brujas. You can't be sneaky with motherfuckers that, you know, do rituals and have seances and are, you know, in this ethereal world. You can't be sneaky with people that are anointed, whether it be under your God, somebody else's God. You just, it doesn't work. And let me say this to you because I know a lot of you men have this huge ego. 
and I'm just going to put a little pin in there for you real quick. If you've been cheating on your woman for months, days, years, and she ain't accused you, she ain't tried to investigate your ass, she ain't did nothing, she don't fuck with you, and she got her a boyfriend or girlfriend. And I'm going to tell you why. If I'm with a dude and we are connected on almost every single level, I will know immediately, immediately, oh, somebody told you you was cute today, huh, because you came in the house like you had a little swagger to you. Get your ass in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look cute, but let me tell you. You see what I'm saying? And I don't, and, and listen, my ex-husband will tell you, any man that I've ever had will tell you, like, nah, Denise never, like, tore me down. She never, you know, if, if I'm with you, I mean, you obviously look like something. You obviously do something for a living. You obviously have a profession. You're the master at something. You know, because I would never want somebody to think like, oh, you be out here dating these trash-ass dudes. Actually, no, the fuck I don't. Their resumes be stellar. It's just that their energy and my energy at a certain point didn't mix anymore, and I'm not in the business like a lot of people of extending dead relationships past their point. Okay, this is not a marriage. I'm single. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We are We are all single until we're married on paper, okay? A marriage can be in the courthouse, in the church, and you know what I'm saying, whether we own properties together, whether we have businesses with an S on an end where you were fully invested from the startup point, that's the only type of marriages I'm looking at. So, you know, I had to apologize to somebody actually today because I was like, you know what, on the day of the dead, we honor the dead. And so if the last thing I said to you was what I said before, I will be distraught if something happened to you because I, of all people, understand how fragile this realm is, right? Um, and and we see that. Like I said, you know, I, I definitely am going to, you know, read a list of my ancestors because sometimes I do my ritualistic thinking or some of the things that I do to honor my ancestors, even though I do it every day. Um, there was some that popped out, like today, my Uncle Sonny. I was looking for a picture of my mom, and my Uncle Sonny's picture was like was right there, and he was like, yo, I'm trying to come through too. You know, today the veil is at its thinnest, which means that you might be having vivid dreams or you may be having, um, you know, a level of melancholy today, um, which, again, we have to remember is selfish because they're when they say they're in a better place, that's not always true. Purgatory is not a better place than here, you know. But what we can say is that they're not suffering anymore, they're not addicted anymore, they're not afflicted anymore, or they're not causing others pain, or they're not, you know. Some of my ancestors, like I said, the Churches, you know, you're talking about the first black doctors in Allegheny County in Pittsburgh. They have a bell tower named after them over there at the University of Pittsburgh. So, you know, my cousin says to me, you know, I always rep the Arringtons, which is my other uh, family, my grandfather, uh, Philip Arrington, my Aunt Waddell, who just passed away um, three days ago. You know, we just, that's my grandmother's sister. So that's my great aunt. You know, she was 85 years old. She lived her life well. But my family has a history of every year around this time. We lost grandma, grandpa, uh, Uncle Dennis. My mom was in April. Um, it's just, you know, it's like back-to-back blows to the place where you have to start understanding that. And I said this when my grandmother died. We are the new ancestors. Those of us in our 30s and 40s, we are the new ancestors. You know, so, you know, there's this big thing where I have the column, Dear Auntie, which you can read in our voice, artvoice.com every week, especially on Tuesday, Tell It Your Tuesday. And um, you don't realize that your auntie status because you don't, like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not my age, Right. It's not that I don't look my age, it's just I'm not my age. 
you know, I feel great. I feel very blessed to have been able to be in several death-like situations and make it out, and some people were not fortunate. So today is a day that you typically, if you guys don't know what you're supposed to be doing, if you don't do anything else, just do this. Sit down, light a candle. It can even be one of them little raggedy tea-like candles that you get at the dollar store or a pack of them for like a dollar. You, you know, a lot of what we do um, – in this, uh, in this, uh, how, how will I call it? In this craft, a lot of what we do is ancient. You know, if you don't have a black candle, imagine you had one, because everything starts in the mind, right? Uh, manifestations are of the mind, and you light a candle. The water on the counter, light a candle. If you drinking, pour them a drink. You know, um, that's one way to honor them. But I had a conversation with my brother not that long ago about my mom's tombstone. And um, she didn't want to be buried. She wanted to be cremated. My stepfather decided otherwise. So, so cool. You pay for it. I'll get y'all the double plot. And my brother recently said something, and he's like, you know, I think it's time we honor our mother and this, this, and this. And I said, you know, that's the problem. We we wake up one day, seven, eight years later, and this is no shade against my brother, but this is just to prove my point. I honor my mother every day because I look just like her. I'm just brown. Um, I honor my mother by not parenting the way that she did. I honor my mother by um, being open to things with my family, with my son and, you know, my siblings. Um, I honor my mother by being financially able to literally place a roof on her house because that house was the one thing that she bought with her own money as a single mom for like $18,000 so many years ago and probably has put thirty grand into it of her money that she didn't have. You know, so there's nothing else that I would want to see is to make sure that my mother's house was, and it doesn't matter, you know, and I see and hear about a lot of you like complaining because you got to mow your mom's lawn. Like, bitch, be glad your mom's alive. Like, like really? Like, I, I would love, you know, for my mom to be able to tell me some shit like that. And I think that we get away from that fact, you know. I, I, you know, when I'm in the middle of something, you know, I always get so upset and so angry, mostly at the disrespect, especially in dating relationships. And I just had to tell a young lady, she's one of my, my soul sisters today, and she says, why do you bother with people that seem to be lower than you and lower vibrational? And one of those reasons is is because at one point, that person may have been everything to me, you know. And then as you grow in your healing, which a lot of my healing had to do with my mother's death, um, I refused to heal for like six years. You know, I did a reading yesterday. You guys, um, I don't know if you know, but another way that I honor my ancestors is by getting to the paper, you know, starting businesses, having them be successful, and then trying to figure out the time to be able to run my businesses. So what I do is no different than what my ancestors did, the turf leaf, that have to do with herbal medicines and things like that that they were doing in the Hill District in Pittsburgh in the 1920s and 30s when we were barely allowed in hospitals for treatment at all. You know, my family is one of the families that bought into one of the Negro Leagues. They were one of the sponsors for the Negro League that, that came out of Pittsburgh. You know, so I don't come from petty people. I don't come from, I come from a family that's in politics. So my great-great-great-grandmother who was married to the, you know, George Turfley, which my family has been in all kinds of lifestyle papers and things like that, you don't realize, and we all look just alike, um, and you don't realize 
that a lot of times the things that saved you in this lifetime, they did in their lifetime. And so we honor them by not disrespecting our own lives. We honor them by not disrespecting our bodies and boundaries. You know, we honor them. And so here's the other thing. We have people that have been adopted or that in the foster care system and, and all these different things. Your ancestors are always going to be there to guide you. You just have to find a way to be able to tap into them. And let's be clear, not all our ancestors was, you know, on some, you know, dripping type shit. No, some of our ancestors was murderers, you know, serial killers, fighters. You know, I had a conversation with a young lady the other day, and I told her she was she was of the Getty. Getty is um, the voodoo, you know, Haitian, African, Loa spirits, and it's their time right now, tonight, especially all throughout New Orleans. There's going to be what's called Set Getty, which is these parties, and the Getty are known for their dance. That is how they possess, and that is definitely how you can identify them. You know, a baron, there's there's an entire court of what's called barons. So we have Baron Samedi, we have Papa Legbog, which those two are always confused. So right now you have a lot of death energy, which it just makes sense because it's Scorpio season, and that's what Scorpio is about, death, transformation, rebirth. I tell people all the time, you was who you was when you got here. Very little that you're going to do or um, say is going to be anything different than what your ancestors did. So when we talk about breaking generational curses, one of them, I don't give a shit what anybody says, is wealth. You know, I'm not having a GoFundMe to bury myself. I, I would hope that they would have that handled. It makes me sick to my stomach to think of how arrogant, we are, you know, and I was reading something about procrastination and it really resonated with me and it made me really say, okay, November is the month. I'm working six days this month. I will barely have any time to do anything for myself. But when I ask for abundance, my ancestors give me work. So when I ask for abundance, they're not going to send me a sugar daddy. They're not going to send me like somebody that's going to just be like, here, I'm going to pay, you know, all your properties, rents, and, you know, all your properties, uh, taxes and things like that. No, they send me work. They say, okay, now you have 4,000 bottles of elderberry that are due for 716cbd.com, right, 4,000. Like, do you see what I'm saying? That's what they do for me, and so I have to actually work for my money, um, which is why, like, if, if you know, and, and I hate to say this, but it's just, like, if there is a man, because everybody always says, like, why are you single? Why are you single? I'm single because I don't care. I've already been married. I already had my heir. I already, you know, did what I was supposed to do per my bloodline. Um, my bloodline doesn't stop with me. I have nieces. I have a nephew. There's my son, you know, so I did what I was supposed to for the collective. Um, I'm single because whatever your father, uncle, cousin, or whatever is bringing into my life has to be more valuable than what I already have. And it's not just material shit. Like, can you bring me some peace? Are we beefing all the time? I used to think that shit was cute. I used to think, like, like yeah, like, if we're arguing that there's chaos, and, and there is a, a certain form of chaos magic and people that thrive in chaos, I don't. Because the problem with chaos is that it's uncontrolled. And so I'm in a situation where not so much I try to control things, but I try to peep what the problem is going to be. And so twice this week, two of my girlfriends have also called me maniacal. They're like, how could you even think like that? Like, that's not something I would even think about. And I'm like, because if you can pinpoint what hurts a person, what makes them happy, right, and what they love, 
It's not about control, but you can tell that based on those three things, that's how they move, right? And I had to tell somebody today, you know, people want to have all these philosophical conversations for sharks. You know, I watch a lot of, what is his name, the real Tarzan on uh, on uh, Instagram, black guy, really cute. He, like, was chilling in the mangroves with a crocodile, Okay. And I'm literally sitting here thinking of Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, or the crocodile MD or whatever his name was. Um, and I'm just like, in his bloodline, because this particular gentleman, his mom is like an animal whisperer. And these things exist. But when you're looking at someone, you have to remember, it doesn't matter how special you think you are. A crocodile is still a crocodile. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A, a, a cobra is still a cobra, whether you're a snake charmer or not, honey. And so they do what crocodiles and cobras do. They may not have done it that day. So if you can identify who this person is, you're a cheater, you're a thief, you're a liar, you're, um, you are somebody that, you know, you're a murderer, like you're all these things. If you can figure out what that person is on any given day, you can be prepared that this person is going to, you're not special. This person is going to do the exact same thing to you. And this has been evidenced in my life over and over again. And I'm going to tell you something, I'm never wrong. And I had a conversation last week with somebody, and I said, you know, I hate starting new relationships with people. And I told him, I said, because I, I would just for one time like to be wrong about somebody, you know. And he says, yeah, I would too. I said, but I'm never wrong. I could tell you how the relationship's going to start. I could tell you how it's going to end. And so imagine being in another realm. And I'm going to just give you an example because I want y'all to resonate with this. Imagine being in another realm, if whether you believe in ghosts or not, and you looking at your ancestral line, your great-great-great-granddaughter, your great-great-great-great-grandsons or whatnot, and you watching them beg somebody to love them. But they come from kings and queens at some point, but they come from a stock that's better than that. Like if your ancestors were alive, this is somebody that they wouldn't let shine your shoes. But you begging God, your sky daddy, to bring this person and keep this person in your life. So a lot of you sometimes can't have formidable relationships, and that was something else that we talked about, that when you're on your spiritual path, you know, the universe just takes people the fuck out. Like the universe be like, this is not like what I wanted you to do. You know, and I told you that I just found out that sometimes I have to, when I meet people, say, is this person supposed to be my friend? Is this person supposed to, or am I supposed to love on this person? And so I become complete depleted because I'm trying to love on everybody, but nobody's loving me back. Not in the way that I need, right? And I don't ask for much. In fact, I don't ask for anything at all. And if I do, it's typically time. And if you can't give that, then no amount of money really is going to, you know what I'm saying? surprise me. Be like, hey, you want to go, you know, to fucking Ellicottville or something like that. But but if that's, but again, even with men, you women expect your men, oh, he didn't get me anything for Valentine's Day. Okay, what type of man are we dealing with? Well, he, you know, this, 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 okay, he's a compartmentalized man, or he's a man that does not show his feelings that way, or he will make sure that your car is washed and, and you know, you have gas in your car. We, that's how some men show love. You know, my love language is money. So typically I have to date men who understand, like, I don't know what to say to this girl. I don't know what to buy for her, but I fucked up. So I'm just going to leave some money on the table or I'm going to just be like, how much is this going to cost me to make you happy? 
there will always be an amount. Like, there will always be an amount for me to be like, well, you know, and this isn't cheating. This is about, you know, just some general, you know, we're still getting to know each other, something happens. But on the flip side, the part that I never tell you about, which no man will ever tell you, I give gifts. Oh, honey, I go through, that's my thing. That's what I do. I was who I was when I got here. My mother was somebody who loved gift giving. My grandmother was. I mean, you're talking about the wrapping paper and just everything. Everything was particular. My mother was a big, huge Christmas person. Now we realize that that was Yule. I come to find out that my ancestors, the Turfleys, were huge Christmas people as well. These people had like a seven and eight foot Christmas tree that they chopped down from like a foot. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of what we do was already in our DNA. And so when we're talking about breaking ancestral curses, you know, um, you might be breaking the curse of being a liar, you know, being a thief, being, you know, somebody who was a womanizer. Because that's the first thing that, you know, people always say, oh, he had just like his daddy, or he had just like his granddaddy. You know, we have to get out of that because that's not a reason for you to treat people poorly. You know, and I feel bad for those you know, so I have a special place in my heart for people who have been in the foster care system or who are adopted because you're up against so much more than what we are trying to either outdo our ancestors or make them proud. And so one of the ways that we do that is, like I told my brother, you know, our mother is not in that grave. We honor our mother every day by doing the things that she would want us to do. And so sometimes we have to realize that our ancestors actually live through us. So imagine being an ancestor on the other side. You want to know why your relationships might not be working out? Watch this. So imagine being an ancestor on the other side, and you see, like, your great, 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 great niece in a relationship with this dude, and you're just like, if you would stop praying to us and Sky Daddy and asking us to bring him back to you and do all this other stuff, you could actually, if you just would take a moment to be by yourself, and take a moment to figure out what you like and take a salt bath and go sit down somewhere, just for a minute. We could actually give you who we want. I learned a long time ago to stop asking came to a mate. And the reason for that is because who they have sanctioned for you may be completely different than what you think you need. And so when you keep saying these prayers and these manifestations for people, places, and things that you don't belong, you prolong your stay at that place. And so, again, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt when you have to let somebody go or when y'all time is up. But in my quest to understand that I know that there is my, my not so much perfect person, but, yeah, like there is a person that I will spend all my days with aside from my son, there is a person that will understand how to deal with me and I'll understand how to deal with them. And shoot, it might be two or three people, truth be told, before I leave this earth, okay? I'm ready for anything the ancestors want me to have, including abundance. You think your ancestors want you to be broke? Can you imagine Tyrone Bigham as an ancestor being a bum and now all of a sudden he has an opportunity to shine through one of his ancestors and he keeps giving you opportunities and you keep smoking crack? or you keep shooting shooting up in your arm, or you keep not remembering to take your mental health medication, or you keep shitting on people, the very people that were sent to help you. Every relationship I'm ever in, I always take the lesson out of it. It hurts sometimes, yes. I'd be wanting to, you know, fight and, and do all these things, but each relationship, once I take myself out of it, yeah, these, these men ain't did nothing wrong to me. Like, these men ain't, you know, dragged me you know, nowhere. They have embarrassed me, which I think embarrassment, there's a price tag for that. I think being embarrassed is one of 
it's, it's a, it should be a sin, really, because it's just like the embarrassment comes from the lie or the expectation. You know, I expected you to be a shark, but you was a clown. You know, <laughs> like sharks don't go in the circus. Circus don't go in the water. So I think that our expectations for who we are in this realm are our own. And if you were just to take today just and sit down with photos, it doesn't even have to be photos, image it in your head of somebody and just say, I am willing to receive, I am worthy to receive all the goodness, all the health, all the wealth, all the happiness, all the love that my ancestors want me to receive. And I think that that would lift some of y'all karmic debt. You're going to pay it back. Because this is the other thing. People are like, you're just so lucky. How come you just, girl, because I don't do people filthy. I do not steal. I don't be lying to these hoes. I don't sit there and make you feel like it's something that is not somebody's day because that's what I've been doing lately. If I can make somebody's day, I do it. You know, if I can, if I can heal past something, I do it. And, you know, this pleases my mother who would hold a grudge for 30 years. This pleases my great-grandmother who coined the term, I bought you cheap. My great-grandmother would loan out money in the city of Buffalo because she owned the dry cleaners, and she would loan out money. And she would be like, you know why I loan out money? And I'm like, why? Because you a loan shark? She's like, no, because I know they're not going to pay me back. She said, I don't care about the money. I just don't be feeling like having chit-chat conversations with you because I know that once I loan you this money, you're not going to give it back to me. And so as a result, you're going to stop speaking to me like I did something to you. My great-grandmother did this to her own daughter, my grandmother, my mother's mother, who I recently come to understand that perhaps maybe, and it's not that I should have forgiven her for what she did to my mother, just the knowledge of it, it's that it would have been nice to have a conversation with her as just an ancestor, as as my mother's mother, because I know that nothing happened to her. I know my Gigi didn't do anything to her to make her act like that. And But let me tell you how my grandmother is, and, and it, it's funny, you have to laugh. My mother's angel number is 1111. My mother's mother actually died on 1111. I said, y'all ain't worth it. She just couldn't even let my mama <laughs> have her. But this is my family. We are Miss Teddy Boots. You know, this is this is what we do. We will continuously outdo each other on the pettiness, and this is a generational curse that I wanted to stop. And so now I'm starting to have not so much regret, but wishing that I had sat down and maybe had conversations with my grandmother as a human to understand that she was actually a very well-known astrologer. Aside from her being a doctor, her and my grandpa Chuck, um, she was a well-known astrologer. Like, she did people's charts. So as a little kid, like, you don't realize why she had this whole, like, separate room and all this other stuff. But as an adult, you like, oh, so this this was already in the making and I didn't know. But imagine knowing how damaged your own mother was um, that she couldn't find her gift. She was like on mute. Her gift was survival. That That's all she knew how to do because of something that happened to her. So today I want to honor my Gigi, Ruth Riley. Um, that was my great-grandmother. I want to honor all the turfies um, in their tomb, outside the tomb, I want to honor my uncle Sonny Burley, which is the father to my cousin Drew Burley and my other cousin. I want to honor Audrey and Philip Arrington. Those are my grandparents. I want to honor my grandfather, um, my grandfather Ken Scott. 
You know, he was out there in New Mexico handling business. He did a lot of, um, so we, our family had horses on ranch out in the, the West Coast. And my grandfather was, my mother's father was the guy that gave Danny Glover and all these, like those Western movies that you saw in the 80s and 90s. Those were my grandfather's uh, horses from his ranch. He, you know, went out there and helped them film and do all this other stuff. Um I want to honor my mother, Sherry Robinson, but that was her fourth marriage, so she's had three other last names. You know, I definitely want to honor my Aunt Waddell, who just three days ago. Um, and I want, her, I want to honor anybody that has come before me that maybe I didn't mention, maybe I don't remember my father, Mark Ezel. Yes, I am an Ezel, um, which is also what makes it very hard to date because you're like, am I related to you? Because I have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have so many cousins. But I want to honor my entire um, bloodline. I'm going to say that I hope that I make you proud every single day that I choose not to go to jail, that I choose not to be petty, that I choose not to be angry, and that I choose not to use um, y'all generation for how y'all behaved as to why I behave. Um, I want to say that I'm thankful that I'm able to talk to my son, and I'm getting ready to teach him about who his ancestors are. You know, my son, both of his um, uncles <laughs> were both presidents of the Dominican Republic at one time, both of them, on both sides of his family, on his daddy's side. You know, so my son doesn't know a lot about his dad's side because his grandfather recently passed away, you know, a few years back. Um so there's there's a lot just going through my mind right now, but as I sip this champagne, I want you guys to know that you don't need just the Day of the Dead to celebrate your ancestors. You know, think about that before you punch somebody in the face, before you take a hit of drugs. Think about that before you, you know, um, do something that you might mistake. You know, some of our ancestors were career, that's just, that's what they were. So you have to understand that um, some of us, um, we come from that stock, but you don't have to live in that. Like, I don't choose to live in the fact that, you know, my Uncle Kenny, he also passed away too. They used to call him White Mouth. They said my Uncle Kenny used to be on the basketball court with cowboy boots on, beating people up in the middle of a basketball game. But he looks just like my brother David, and my brother David does the same thing. Like, not in cowboy boots, but, like, my, you know what I'm saying? Like, my family, this is this is what they do. You know, we're fighters. So, you know, probably in a lower culture would be considered petro. But, you know, I'm trying to get out of that. Like, I don't want to fight people, even though I'm provoked, even though I do a lot of things and I don't use drugs or alcohol to mask any of that. It's just a skill, you know. And I was listening to Mike Tyson in the little boosty conversation. And, you know, I'm just in love with Mike Tyson anyway, just so protective, so fierce. He's also a cancer. But, I love Mike Tyson because he's so evolved now and he gets it, right? So if you listen to his podcast, Hot Boxing Podcast, it's on um, Instagram. He's also on YouTube. He has a conversation with Lil Boosie, and he's just so real with the shit. And he's like, you know, when a person can make you angry, that person becomes your master. You now are a slave to them. And that shit really resonated with me because it's the truth. I'm not saying that people don't need a beaten sometimes. I'm saying that um, you have to learn to control that and say, like, what am I really mad about? Like, who are you? 
you know, and I actually posted the clip where Mike Tyson was going off on that interview in Toronto, and he's like, you know, you're a piece of shit. He's like, you know, you sit here, you act like you're this nice guy, but you're really a piece of shit. And that really resonated with me because I had an incident last night at work, and I'm going to say something. Black men, what's going on? Why do you all want to fight me? You understand what I'm saying? Like, is it, and, and you know, I'm going to say this before I get off this. I blame you women. You women let these men run around, run you among, make you crazy, have you ball-headed on the sides where you have to use castor oil to get your shit together, out here disrespecting your ancestors, because I know that your ancestors didn't want you out here messing with somebody that called you out your name every 20 minutes, and you let him talk to you like that and treat you like that, and then he comes to my place of employment or to the to the grocery store or wherever and thinks that he could talk to me like that. And I got thousands of years of, of, of killers behind me. So this is this is where I have a problem. And, and that's the other thing. A lot of y'all think that some of my ancestors was just so feminine. No, I have male ancestors that will come all the way through for me. You understand what I'm saying? That's why you'll be like, oh, you act like a dude, and that's why. No, I don't act like a dude. I act like somebody that has protection. That's what I act like. I act like I will come home and put your name in a jar, Okay. That's what we do. And everything that I've done is ancient, and everything that I do is ancestral. And it's not for public display. You black men need to understand that the more that you make us feel um, frightened of you, the different type of woman that you're going to get. I don't want to function in fear. I don't want you to be scared of me. I'm not scared of none of you hoes. Because I know I could call somebody, anybody, in 2.5 seconds that owe me a favor in this realm, and we could just have a conversation. You black men get so upset with me when I tell you something. You think somebody's trying to disrespect you over $8. This is piss-poor behavior for me. This is very low vibrational, very low budget. I, I, don't, I don't really even hear what you're saying because I can't have a conversation with you, and I won't. And so I had an incident last night where the guy is just like this, this, and this, and he's trying to tell me how to do my job. And I just looked at him and I said, okay, I'm done talking now. The conversation is over. It's done. She took your money. That's what it is. And he's like, but I said, I told you, I just told you that the conversation is done. And he's like, but who do you think you are? Just You just said it's done. Now, this is a man that's like six foot four, 300 pounds. This is the third man, I think, in the last 30 days that has stood up on me or posed a threat. And I feel... I'm not even scared. Other than the stalker situation, that was a different issue when I'm running up and down the street, like, trying to make sure, you know, like, James Bond ducking in and out of buildings. Like, I don't, because I didn't know who the stalker was. But, um, and he's not resurfaced. But, you know, when you're dealing with somebody, especially in a relationship, and you tell that person that, and they can't even, like, let me text and make sure she's okay at 3 a.m. because I know somebody just, you know, was doing a drive-by. Like, it just puts a lot in perspective. If I have to protect myself, just from, you know, outlines. I'm not the girl that's, like, in the, in the brunch popping off. That's not what I do. I mean, I'm not going to say that wasn't me 20 years ago, but it's definitely not me now. But, see, I fight my own battles. But sometimes I don't have to fight my own battles because my ancestors will come up and, and take you completely out before it even, even starts. And so a lot of you, that's another thing you need to stop doing. You need to stop calling on your ancestors when it's time to fight. Fight your own battles. You were given the tools. If you got to call on your ancestors every time, that sounds like usually. It's no different than when you keep calling dudes to take you to eat. They get tired. And then the, the, the time that you need them the most, listen, I called upon my mother in seven years and almost eight years, I called upon my mother one time. That's when I couldn't feel my niece's life force when she went missing. And literally within like 30 minutes, they found her. And she was dying. They had to be brushed her to the hospital, do all these things. Okay. 
black people, we need to, and I'm speaking specifically to black people, okay? And a friend of mine would say, don't say black because it's, a, you know, so African descent people. I'm learning, babe, look, I'm learning. Um, African descent people, you have to stop. Okay, so here's my thing. If you're not going to puff your chest out like that at a white man, don't puff your chest out like that at me. You know, and then y'all always say, like, well, let me speak to the manager. I am. I want to speak to somebody higher than you. Who, God? Who? Who would you like to speak to, God? Because I'm one of those two. So what, what would you want to do? You know, and y'all get so upset because I don't want to engage in a conversation with you about something that you know nothing about. You know, I don't go to a mechanic shop and tell them, well, shouldn't you take the rigor room and put it over here? No, because I don't know what's going on. So I'm going to let you do your job, and then I'm going to do my job. So we have to start trying to find ways to love on each other a little bit better because when you show this display, and especially around what I call the other, we don't look cohesive. We don't look good. So part of my ancestry was making sure that black people healed who were medicine makers, you know, physicians. They were healers. That is, that is part of my ancestral trait. I'm not going to be sitting up here trying to be healing and soothing eucalyptus things to a man that stood up on me and he weighed 300 pounds. So I do not care. I do not care nothing about what you're talking about. Right now you just pose a threat to me, and it's not even about calling security, and these are things that could cause me to lose my job, which causes me to fund my business, which causes me to have insurance for my child. You know, we have to speak a little bit better to each other, and we have to love on each other just a little bit better than what we've been doing because what we're doing is trash. And I know for a fact that everything that our ancestors have been through and we should be celebrating them today and every day, they wouldn't want to see two people of color arguing or fighting. This is ridiculous. They don't want to see you sitting up here talking about your voting views and how you ain't going to vote, and they, they couldn't vote at all, Okay. I'm urging you guys to make sure that you are talking to your ancestors on a regular basis or asking for their guidance. They right there. You know, you, you people act like you have to go to church. So if you guys sit there and you believe in angels, you also have to believe in demons. And you also have to believe in ancestors. All of it is the same thing. So I'm going to play a song that used to upset me so bad that it will cause me to have a nervous breakdown, but it doesn't anymore because this is part of my healing. And it's Donnie Hathaway. Through me, 
singing this song to you. You taught me precious secrets of a true love, holding nothing. You came out in front when I was hiding. Listen to the melody, cause my love is in there hiding.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.